1: Hello and welcome to the gonna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8am, keeping you up to date with all of the latest Arsenal transfer news and information. And it is here. The transfer window is open. I wish I had some kind of moving graphic to to, to show that. But I don't. Um, you have to make do with, with me. Uh, I wish I had something as good as, you know, Sophie's... Vinny-like but That'd be great. That's what we would love to see, but uh, we can't. But what you should imagine is the curtains opening on Arsenal's transfer window, effectively. That's what we're here for. Um, I will do a little bit of clarification on the window opening. The difference is, is that Arsenal could register players they signed from Premier League teams. So if we were to sign, say, I don't know, Gabriel Jesus or Yuri Tielemans, we could make that official. However, Arsenal will have to wait till July 1st until they can make official uh, players that don't come from inside the domestic side of things. So Marquinhos, um, Turner, you know, these guys will get registered on July 1st. But Arsenal could register players domestically like Tielemans and Jesus from today. It is, it doesn't really change all that much. Um, To be honest, they're just usually dates. I mean, players are signed, players are signed before, after. You've already seen plenty of clubs make signings already um, it's just kind of a date for registration, nothing really more than that. So don't think that today will change drastically anything specific about the the speed at which Arsenal's transfers will get done. It's just kind of a date in the calendar more than anything. You know, I'm speaking honestly. It's what it is. But good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well on this very merry transfer window opening day. Uh, Oli, good morning to you, to Matt, to Tony, to Paul, to Afsar, to Simon. Good morning, guys. Chris, Anthony, Guna legend, Kevin. Good morning to all of you. I hope that everybody in the chat box and watching, of course, on playback is having a fantastic week. I will kick off the show by letting you know that there will be no 8 a.m. show tomorrow or Sunday. It is a full weekend without an 8 a.m. show. I can only apologize. My shift tomorrow is from 7 a.m. till 3, so I can't do the 8 a.m. show. And then I am at a gig uh, in London on Saturday night staying over, so I will not be... Uh, around in the morning on sunday however just dry your tears dry those tears because i am going to plan to do a show tomorrow afternoon probably around three o'clock when i finish my shift so uh, probably about three thirty to be fair so we will still have a show tomorrow and on sunday i will also get a show for you guys as well uh, probably just an update show Uh, considering there was no 8am show marcus i'm sorry i can't do a a 6am show that would be ridiculous (laughs) to do a a 6am show but yeah so no 8am shows over this weekend we'll be back as usual on monday though there will be uh, a a 10am show today over on the arsenal way uh, so you'll be able to check us out over there and if you haven't already watched our show from last night i was joined by owen and abby uh, to talk all about Edu pre-season, transfers and more. We went to the likes of Brook Norton Cuffey uh, and a lot more youngsters as well, plus obviously the likes of Jesus and Telemans in a lot more conversation. So please do uh, make sure that you check it out. Parv, what shift do you have where you work? I usually work 10-6, so that's why I can usually do the 8am shifts, but sometimes the shifts are different. So tomorrow it's 7-3, so uh, I can't do the 8am show, but usually it's a 10-6 shift like today. Um, but yeah, it's changing tomorrow just because I'm on a different type of shift. But uh, it's no problem. We will be doing the show a little bit later on in the day, in the afternoon. Uh, and also, if you didn't check out Sophie's show with myself over on the Highbury School, there's a really annoyingly revealing show about me having to answer some very personal questions but uh, it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it and uh, yeah (laughs) as I could tell that Stephen has watched it in the chat box it was yeah it was great I enjoyed it it was good fun go check it out let's kick on with today's stories though we start off um, with some really good news for Arsenal actually because one of the big things that Arsenal can do obviously is trying to sign up and try to keep some of their most exciting young players at the club. And uh, Amario koja uh has signed his first professional contact, uh, contract with the club as a young midfielder. Uh, you'll probably see more of him in the under-23s next season. He's already played there uh, already, but he is an exciting young midfielder that you should keep an eye on. He's now signed his first professional contract, so uh, he will be uh, playing, I imagine, very, very much more with the, uh, with the side in the under-23s. With Kayon Edwards, of course, Kayon Edwards signed uh, his first professional contract with the club as well. So some really good news on that front. Now we kick on with transfers and Arsenal have supposedly rejected an offer to sign uh, Manuel Akanji from Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund are looking to move on. Akanji and plenty of their players as they go through a major overhaul of their score. They've already signed a ridiculous number of players this transfer window. They're looking to sign more, maybe even Lucas Scamacra, of course, who we talked to you about yesterday. But Arsenal have reportedly Turned down the chance to sign Manuel Akanji uh, from uh, Dortmund, Switzerland International. Still, you know, a good age, mid-20s, mid to late 20s, I think. And uh, it's just not a player that we need when you consider the fact that we've got Sleeper coming back. He's not of a level that I would be interested in bringing him in as an experienced option. I'd be looking to other players, like, as I've mentioned, Akala Dukulabali is a possible uh, experienced player to bring into the team. Akanji just not of the level, doesn't upgrade the position for us. Now, Lyon are supposedly looking to sell a number of their players this summer, including that of Lucas Paqueta, who has, of course, been linked with Arsenal uh, in the past, quite heavily, but the quoted figure is that of 60 million euros. It is unlikely that Arsenal will be looking to spend that much on a player in Paquetta's position. Of course, Tielemans is available for about half of that price 25 to 30 million pounds Tielemans would be going for. But Newcastle, you can imagine, will be pushing for Lucas Paquetta this summer. Uh, has had an excellent season or two at uh, Leon after making that switch from AC Milan after it just didn't really work out for him. In Italy, Brazilian international now, really a uh, strong player and uh, unfortunately, probably won't be ending up at Arsenal this summer. Another player that it seems may not also be ending up at Arsenal is Cheikh de We previously spoke about the long central midfielder. Uh, he has agreed terms reportedly with Crystal Palace over a potential move to the Premier League. This move makes a lot of sense. It's the type of link that you could see happening because he'd be getting a more guarantee of playing time Palace, of course, will be losing a number of central midfielders. We know that Conor Gallagher was unloaned from Chelsea. They also need to improve that defensive midfield. And Patrick Vieira, of course, is going to be looking for a more powerful centre mid. And Decore certainly fits that profile. So Crystal Palace currently leading the race for Jake Decore next season. Looks like he'll be moving to the Premier League, but not with arsenal continuing our stories forward we go to william saliba now you probably saw some reports coming out from france gffn of course wink wink um talking a little bit about the idea that marseille would want to keep still william saliba and will be doing everything within their power still to try and keep william saliba at the club however l'equipe have reported that arsenal are preparing to offer the french defender a brand new contract with arsenal fantastic news on that front of course um, I will still take it with a pinch of salt because the French coverage of the Saliba story has been exceptionally biased I think we can all agree at this stage um, ridiculously biased against his future at Arsenal it's been very effective fair play to the kid for pretty much ignoring it at this stage and saying that he wants to continue on with Arsenal and that you know he's with, an, he's with Arsenal he's an Arsenal player he wants to show the fans what he's about it's fair play to him for that with the amount of rhetoric and narrative that has been driven behind this story by the French media. But if Arsenal can lock down Saliba to a brand new contract, that would be quite the statement this summer. It would also be quite the statement to, uh, I suppose, Arteta's critics that have used Saliba quite a lot against him. If he ends up signing that new deal after the whole, how how bad has Arteta treated him? Well, you know, if he does sign that new deal, it's going to look pretty darn awkward. Uh, I, for one, hope that he does just for the benefit of the club more than anything else. But uh, a contract offer seems indeed to be on the table. And our headline story of the day. We haven't spoken about this man in a little while. Victor Ozimen, a Nigerian striker playing, of course, for Napoli. It's reported that uh, any offer uh, for Ozzymen must be exceptional, says Di Around 100 million euros. And so far, Arsenal and Bayern haven't reached the 85 to 90 million euro. It will be necessary to see if an offer will come from these clubs that will make Napoli stagger. Uh, Breuer at Chelsea is a potential replacement for uh, Ozymen at Napoli. Um, goodness me. Uh, goodness, goodness me. Yeah, I just... I don't see this one uh, happening. I think the price tag is too high. I think he's a player, of course, that we know has got plenty of quality. Don't get me wrong. He's scored so many goals in Serie A. He's powerful. He's strong. He's quick. He's got all of the attributes that Arsenal would be looking for in a potential striker. The problem is is that he's just too expensive. You know, €100 million Euros when you can go and get uh, Gabriel Jesus, who we will talk about briefly in a second, um, It's just not realistic at this stage for Arsenal because they need to invest in midfield, they need to invest in a wide forward, and all of those things doesn't, just doesn't make it any sense for Arsenal to go as high as €100 million. Euros. I know the argument will be if Arsenal are a serious club, they go and spend that much on a striker, but unfortunately, it's not that it's just not that and so if Arsenal want to go and strengthen a number of positions which we know that we need to do um, it's just not feasible. Uh, He didn't score so many goals I mean you know he got 15 odd goals in Serie A last season considering he missed quite a fair few games his goals per game ratio was still very good indeed. I said that was a headline story because I've got to give you the daily update on Gabriel Jesus. The update on Gabriel Jesus is that they're isn't really an update on Gabriel Jesus to be honest it's still in the same situation that it was the the difference I suppose that we could argue is that now the the window is is you know it's open um I think Brazil still got one more game left of their international break and then I expect this deal will start to to progress a lot more swiftly But for those that wanted a Jesus update, I'm sorry. I can't really bring you anything strongly today. It's not really changed. Perhaps when we return for our 8 a.m. shows on Monday, we'll have more to talk about. Uh, As I said, if you have joined us late, there is no 8 a.m. show tomorrow or Sunday, um, just because timings don't allow. But we'll be back on Monday to give you guys the latest updates on Gabrielle Jesus. Um, That completes today's story. So we're going to go to you guys in the chat box for your questions. So if you indeed do have any questions that you'd like to throw into the chat box, now is your time to throw them in as we tackle them after this short break. All right, then uh, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys have been saying. Freddie says, haven't you read that Chelsea are now interested? I mean, that's been a story that's been going off for the last few days. We discussed it uh, for a fair few days as well. I think that Chelsea will struggle to obviously move on Lukaku swiftly, and that may delay any possible move they have for a replacement, which should give Arsenal the incentive to push in and try and secure uh, Jesus. Olu says, ozimen for €100 million Euros, or Nunez for €100 million? Euros. It's a good question because uh, you've got Ozymen who's playing already in Serie A in one of the elite leagues. Has played in France as well. Nunez, of course, is more of a risk. Only played for Benfica in Liga Nos at kind of this level. Has played in the Champions League, of course, and scored against some big teams. I think I'd lean towards Ozymen, Um, but Nunez wouldn't be a bad signing by any shadow, by any shadow of a doubt at all. But I don't think either of them are realistic for Arsenal at that kind of fee this summer. Um, let's go to Mohamedim, who says uh, as the Jesus deal are being increasingly difficult now does shifting our first choice to a penalty box target man like a Skamaka mean we have to completely readjust our way of playing from last season you're going to have to readjust slightly for all different types of players in some sense sometimes only small adjustments sometimes large with Skamaka you would think that the adjustments would need to be quite substantial to play with a different type of forward but that is part and parcel of what the game is about you know we moved on from Giroud brought in Lacazette we went then and got a Bamiang you know we've made changes to our systems in the past it's not necessarily worked this time we'd have to make a couple of changes sure but you've got that's why you need to get your strikers in early that's why you need to get them in before pre-season starts so you can work on either integrating them in the way that you want to play or slightly tweaking and changing the way that you play around that number nine it's always going to be about how early you can get these players in as to the impact that you're going to be able to have with them at the start of next season. Uh, Matty says, Arsenal need to be more aggressive in this market. If Edu and Co have a clear plan of target, that wish to buy, then get Men and Tielemans Basuma and start to build around that. As I've said a number of times, I will start to be critical of the speed at which we're getting our business done come July. Um, I think June, you know, with the holidays going on, with the international break going on, uh, I, I think, you know, I can hold my hands up and say, I'll be patient for June. But as soon as we start getting into July, that's when we can start getting worried. Lee says, do you think we should keep and actually use Torreira? He's won the Player of the Month a few times this season. The loan spell might have done him good. Look, I think there's lots of quality in Torreira. It just doesn't seem like Arteta's keen. It doesn't seem like he's keen. Torreira, he wants to stay in Italy. He doesn't have that, you know, association with wanting to play in England anymore. His time with England is, is seemingly done. So whilst it may be a good idea and a fair one to suggest keeping him, he doesn't, I don't think, want to do that, which makes things very, very difficult. Uh, let's go to uh, Jay Diamond says, if we only get Jesus and Eddie, then get ready for a poor season. Yeah, I mean, if it is just to be those two, get ready for, for some frustration. Uh, that is for sure. John says, we're not hearing much news uh, about players leaving anything on the big ones like Leno, Pepe and Holding. No, I don't think Holding will go, to be honest. I think Holding will be kept. Pepe and Leno should go. However, because of the type of players that they are, they will probably move towards the end of the window. That's what you can probably expect. If you're expecting the likes of Leno, Maitland, Niles, Nelson, Pepe to leave early, I'm sorry, you're going to be disappointed. They are the types of players that tend to move towards the end of the window when players' targets are not necessarily able to get, when clubs are frustrated, when they have to go to their plan C, D, E, F. Clubs have to do that. And so I'm expecting them to move for these types of players later on in the window. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they go earlier. But I would have more expectation that those players will be moved on closer to the end of the window when the most movement tends to happen. Uh, Aribi says, uh, Tom, considering how many crosses we were putting in last season, do you think we would be really changing our style of play if we get a proper number nine? Yes, because it's not the primary. The primary style of play that Arteta chooses, obviously, is a more intricate style with those incisive passes. Yes, getting into those wide areas, but more so cutting those balls back for the likes of Saka, Martinelli, and, of course, the number nine to finish. We might add a few more crosses. I don't think we change drastically, even if you put Skamaka in there. He might become more of a target man that can be focused to hold up and link the play even better than Lacazette was available to do. But I don't think it changes drastically drastically for him, to be fair. Uh, Ade says, Morning Tom, what's your thoughts on City wanted to sell Jesus for 60 million euros, we must say, and do you think it will be difficult to sell some of our players? Apparently that was the previous fee. They have softened their stance. He might be available for less than that, around 42 to 45 million pounds. 60 million euros was quite high for a player with one year left on his deal. That said, as I've mentioned before, he is a player of a certain level that doesn't really matter how long he's left on his contract because he's of that Bordering on world class level, he is going to command a big fee, already playing for a big club that don't need the money. All those factors contribute to meaning he's going to cost that amount of money. So we can complain and whinge and cry about how much that is, but that's just the reality of the situation for a player like Jesus. Um will it be difficult to sell some of our players? Absolutely. It's always difficult to sell players that there isn't too much interest in. That's been part and parcel of the poor recruitment that we've had over the past decade. James says, How did Foden win the young player of the season over Saka? your guess is as good as mine, to be honest. Um, Benga says, uh, is there any concrete in Eve Basuma? And what's his contract situation at Brighton? No, there isn't anything concrete. As far as I'm aware, Arsenal don't even have an interest in Basuma at the moment. They're waiting, of course, for that situation to resolve itself. Um, And it hasn't as of yet. And it probably won't until at least a little bit later on, maybe even all the way through to October, supposedly. So, I doubt there'll be any interest in Basuma this summer. I doubt we will go for Basuma at all. There is no interest right now. Uh, Dhruv says, do Bayern have a Neuer replacement yet? He isn't getting any younger and have a world-class keeper as well. Uh, I don't know. He has just signed a brand new contract, though, has Manuel Neuer. So I don't think there's any plans this summer to find his replacement at the moment. Uh, Yugang says, Tom, seems we are set up for early disappointment as we might sign a striker and centre mid by late July. But then we would wait till we are able to recoup some money from player sales leading to a deadline day signing. It's impossible to predict what we might do and when we might do it at the moment, Yugang. It's it's utterly impossible. It's worthless trying to even speculate on when I think the business will be done because there are players that I think can get done early. If we get them done early, great. That will change if we don't. And it will mean that we have to switch targets. Let's see what happens. But there's no point losing our heads about what we have or haven't done so far in the window on the 10th of June. Uh, CA says, uh, what do you think of Richarlison instead of Jesus? Not for me. I'd rather see Jesus. I prefer his attitude, his pressing, what he brings to the team. I think he's a better player. He fits Arsenal's more simply than what Richarlison would. And obviously there's the attitude issues that Richarlison is also associated with. Marcus says, after last night's show with Sophie, great show, has Chris Rock cancelled his TGT membership? <laughs> oh dear. If you watched, you know, it's as simple as that. Andrea says, what's your view on selling Gabriel when a for offer of 50 million comes in? No, thank you. I honestly think he could be one of the guys we let go along with either Martinelli or Smith Rowe. If a 50 million bid comes in, I'm turning it down. We don't need to sell. He doesn't need to go anywhere. We don't need to replace him. We're keeping Gabriel. That's for sure. Uh, Manal uh, says, uh, I don't think we will get more than three signings. Pessimistic, but you're entitled to your view. Uh, Nicanyezi says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, what if we keep Pepe and still get a Jesus and Gatpo in additions? I think that could work for us with the amount of games we're going to play. I mean, it might work for us, but Pepe ain't going to play because Arteta does not seemingly rate him at all. So uh, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I think Pepe will move on. Um, he's changed agents so that he can actually try and get that move so it wouldn't make any sense for him to end the summer still with Arsenal after what his intention is which is to move on Uh, Charlie says did you get a season ticket this season no Uh, I haven't seen because I work the games so because I work the games so often I haven't like myself a season ticket if i wasn't if i had a normal nine to five monday to friday job then sure i probably would have gone and and you know I'd, i am on the waiting list so i would have i would have delayed it a year if it didn't happen but uh if i was in a normal nine to five job then probably but uh no uh, i just can't at this stage it would also become really tricky to run the channel at the same time uh as well because we do the match reaction shows when we can um, that's difficult, um, and it would depend on where the seat was. I'm very picky about where I sit in the Emirates, um, which seems so pretentious. considering I know that people dream of going to their first game, but when you have the access accessibility as you know, if you do and you live in the UK, I can be quite picky about where I sit in the Emirates. So uh, I-, I really don't like sitting behind the goal, for instance. I like being on the sides or in the top tier at times, so you can see more of the game, better get a- get a better kind of understanding of what's going on. Um, I don't mind some games sitting in, in, in the North Bank or the clock end on the lower tier. But for me, you know, I'd rather sit um, on the sides and and see more of the game personally at times. Just the way I watch football is just that preference. Uh, let's go to Mo, who says, how many players do you think we will need to compete for the top four? Uh, I've said for a, a long time, seven. Um, I think we've needed a goalkeeper, which we've already sorted. Uh, I think we need the versatile fullback. I think we need two forwards. One of them can include Nketiah, a wide forward. I think we need two central midfielders as well but uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, Steven says, would you say there is a hitch with the Jesus signing <laughs> very good. Darren says, hi Tom, who would be your choices for captain and vice-captain next season? Any thoughts on Paul Merson suggesting giving Ben White the captain's armband. I've never really looked at Ben White as a as a captain. Sure as maybe one of the leaders in the team but not a captain. It's funny because it would have been Martin Odegaard or Tini but they both have their issues. I, I like someone who's at the center back or Deep in central midfield, getting the the armband. TNE's injuries are too much of an issue. Erdegaard is, it's just sometimes I'm not sh- I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's ready. But out of the group, you know, I'd probably lean towards Erdegaard. Maybe it's that we end up signing a captain um, to lead us. But it would be a bit odd signing someone that then suddenly becomes the captain. Um, let's go to Andreas, who says, uh, "How much would you take uh, to sell Gabriel? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we're too scared to sell important players at all. Uh, I think that I have too much little. I have too little faith in us replacing players in the correct way because of what we've done in the past. I'm more encouraged by what we've done recently, but there's no need to sell him. There's no need to sell Gabriel at all. Uh, Tanish says, Liverpool are going to sign Nunez, City have uh, signed Haaland, whilst technical director of Arsenal, Edu Gaspar, is partying and hopeful of deals uh, still taking agents. I think this is shambolic. I think that's wildly hyperbolic. Tanish, I'll be very, very real with you. Um, <laughs> they're too partying. People are allowed a holiday, you know, <laughs> people can go on holiday and this is the time early, uh, late May, early June when holidays happen. And I'm fine with them going on holiday. It doesn't mean that they can't use their phones, by the way. It doesn't mean they can't ring up agents. Uh, It's just part and parcel what happens. And it's the 10th of June. To describe the window as shambolic on the 10th of June, you know, I think is very, 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 over-exaggerative over-exaggerative that's that's what I wanted to say um Drew says there were links to Botman all of a sudden do we need him no Newcastle I think are going to end up getting him Moses I agree Tom we need six or seven signings to compete in two competitions next season and to try and finish in the top four look for me my expectation for next season is to qualify for the Champions League be that in the top four be that winning the Europa League that's my expectation for next season Uh Matt, he says what are your thoughts on Ivan Tony and Jarrod Bowen Tony is is you know further down my list of striking options because the attitude is is an issue but Jarrod Bowen would be a brilliant signing it would change the way in which we use Bakaya Saka I think but Bowen is is a brilliant brilliant player very very underrated in the English league I think um, actually it says no. How dare they take a holiday? Arsenal is finished. <laughs> uh, Langer says, "Will we shift in tactics from Liverpool and Man City with them signing such similar powerful forwards?" I did talk about this before. Look, I don't think it's necessarily a tactic of them signing more powerful forwards. It's just because they are the most hyped up and well appreciated young strikers on the planet right now. That then leads into the idea that they would switch, that, that they, there's kind of this shift to a, a more physical forward. I don't think it necessarily is that. I just think it's because they are the two profiles of striker that are the best young potential options on the planet right now. It's a coincidence that they are very similar in style. Uh, I don't think it's a causation of a shift or that they're changing their minds. It's just because they know if they get those players in, it's you're taking the best options that are available um Lee says what do you think about Eddie we have offered him 100 grand a week a while ago and still not heard anything Uh, I think we'll probably hear about that fairly soon as I said people are on holiday at the club at the start of June that's typically when the holiday period happens for staff um i imagine that will get offered um mid to late to early july and not offered but you know we'll see it announced if it is indeed announced if it is indeed agreed we've not had any kind of confirmation it's been agreed we've had confirmation that he's leaning towards renewing but we've had no official confirmation that it's been agreed as of yet king says tom why are people so obsessed with edu's private life um because people like to be angry you know, people like to be angry about something. I find that a lot. Thankfully, we do tend to temper expectations quite well and keep, you know, emotions to a, a reasonable and acceptable level here. But uh, yeah, people have got to be angry about something. Uh, we talk about it, we talked about it last night. You know, the hatred towards Arteta and they're doing in particular. Is is always going to be there. There's a lot of principle about and um, pride, I think, in some people's opinions about Arteta and Edu and hating them and wanting them gone. So if they can criticize something, they will. It's just part and parcel of what some people choose to do. And that's you yeah, they're entitled to their opinion. I think it's wrong, but they're entitled to their opinion. And yeah, people are obsessed with with people like that and what they do outside of football and that think they should haven't they shouldn't have a day off the whole year. They deserve some holiday. It's part, it's it's just part of life. They deserve some holiday. I don't take them. <laughs> I do this every day at a.m. But, uh, you know, I will eventually. You've got a honeymoon later this year. So even I will be taking a break uh, from this show. Jay says, uh, Hi, Tom. Uh, I don't think you know much about football because you keep insisting Le Conga is a good player. That must mean I know very little. <laughs> Have you really watched his play? He makes no progress forwards, only backward passing. Disgusting. Okay. Let's uh, let's tackle this. You know, that's fair. Let's be fair to these people. If you want to criticize me, if you want, that's fine. But you've got to come at me with some evidence. Um, and I'm interested to see uh, how much of that indeed is true. So let's uh, let's go on to Lakonga's Y Scout page. Let's stop sharing that screen and let's go on to uh let's go to Y and have a look. Um, here we go. Sambi Lakonga, season 21-22. one twenty two. We'll go to the Premier League stats. Passing. Um, interesting. So if we have a look, at, if you look at the right-hand side of your screen, I'll uh, zoom in for you so you can see it a lot easier. Uh, so uh, scroll to the right-hand side, please. Thank you. Uh, if you have a look, forward passes per 90, 14.31. Backward passes per 90, 7.01. So the quote of, he makes no progress forwards, only backward passing. Disgusting. Factually incorrect. In fact, he makes double the amount of forward passes compared to backward passes. And then if you take a quick look at that passes into the final third, which are more progressive passes for players, 8.46 progressive passes into the final third per 90. We have a quick look at his progressive runs, shall we? Uh, as well. If we go to attacking stats, um progressive runs, he's making 2.17, which is pretty good actually when you compare it to other players on the field. 2.17 progressive runs per 90 per game look if you want to tell me I don't think I know much about football at least come at me with stats where you can prove me wrong otherwise I'm just gonna mic drop you like that um let's scroll down into the chat box a little bit more IFC West Mid says we missed out on Vlaovic City getting Haaland Liverpool getting Nunez if we want to be a big club spend the money get Ozymen Jesus to have a competitive front line um we're obviously gonna have to do quite a lot if we want to close the gap to teams like City and Liverpool. It's going to be very, very tricky. It's not going to happen in one summer. It's not going to happen in two summers. It's going to take time for a consistent number of windows making the right decisions. And that's what we ultimately need to see. You gang says, Tom, one complaint I have with the current management is uh, ass- is assertive management. We treat our assertive players in the way that they end up losing value. Assert. I don't know what you mean. I'm, I'm assuming you mean players that are a little bit tricky. Um so Gendouzi like we didn't really play them so we lost value Pepe um, didn't play him so we lost value I talked about this it's very difficult to find a balance because if Arteta doesn't rate Gendouzi if he doesn't think he's good enough or he doesn't want to use him he doesn't want to use him if he doesn't think Pepe is good enough and he doesn't want to use him he doesn't want to use him if he doesn't think Leno is good enough he's not going to use him and yet the same people pressure Arteta to win games you know if Arteta doesn't win enough games if he doesn't do well enough he's going to get stick. And yet at the same time, we're then pressuring him to use players that he doesn't think is good enough, that he judges as not deeming good enough to play enough games of football. So if he's not playing Pepe enough because it's affecting his value and we then complain that he should use Pepe, who was clearly shown throughout last season, in my opinion, in the games that he played, that was not enough quality to get us to where we needed to be. There's no way in my mind in any shape or form that he would have given more than Saka would have last season throughout the season. So... How can we criticise Arteta for not getting top four and then criticise him for not using the players that he didn't think would get us into the top four? I don't get how that works. It's a contradiction. And that's why I struggle with this idea of he's costing players value so much. Um, <laughs> actually, I says the stats don't tell the full story. My eyes know the full story. The eye test. The the the, oh, the eye test It's the only way to come back against an argument like that. Um, Let's go to Richard Says, do you think 100 million euro or pound signings are ruining football? It's just part of what it is, isn't it? It's inflation. Players cost more these days. A 20 million pound signing 20, 30 years ago, um, it doesn't work um, in the same way that they are now. Like a, that amount of money spent back then is the equivalent of spending that amount of money now. It's it's just our money changes. You know, clubs earn more money now. There's more money in football now, so we're going to spend more. I hope that makes sense. But that's that's why we're seeing, you know, so much more um, being spent now is because there's more money in the game. So if you spent, if there was a Nunez or a Haaland 20 years ago, they would have gone for half or a third of that price. And we would have said, is 30, 50 million pound signings ruining the game? So it is, there is, you know, context to it. So um, Cam says, Tom, you know nothing about football. of stats lie. <laughs> Look, you know, if you if anyone can come at me and criticise if they want, but at least come with a good argument. Don't just say that Laconga passes backwards because <laughs> he doesn't. Factually, he does. And I mean, to be fair, if I didn't know anything about football, why would you all watch it? <laughs> Surely there's, I must be saying something, right? Surely there's some, must be something, Oh man, I could take criticism, but I just don't take criticism when it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just factually, it's just not true. You know, that fake, what was it? Ed Miliband, that meme. It's just not true. It's just wrong. Uh, Ashwin says, it only destroys football because we support Arsenal and Arsenal never spends a hundred million. You know, we spent, what, 80 million euros on Pepe? We have spent loads uh, and it just hasn't worked out. It wasn't the right player. It was a really it was not a smart signing. It didn't fit what we wanted to do. If we spend that amount of money on a player, it's got to be because they fit what we're doing. That's why Gabriel Jesus, I don't mind spending that amount of money because he fits what we're doing so perfectly. Telemans are like a lot. I think there's so much to come from him as well. So... Let, let's see what happens. Uh, Akshat says seriously, where is the Edu hates coming from? Since he's been here, we've literally had one bad signing, which has been Willian. Uh, we had a very successful rebuild last summer. Boggles the mind. It's not just Willian, you know. Uh, Alex Runison, we would point to, but I only know he cost one point six million or whatever. Um, you know, there's been questions about Tavares. You've got to be fair in your criticism. That's what I like about doing this show is that I feel like we can be fair and grounded and balanced. Edu has made mistakes we didn't, you know, there was no pressure to register uh, Saliba in, in 2020. Um, we didn't bring in any players in January of this season, when we arguably should have done, and we should have tried to get a plan B or C on a temporary option. We didn't go out and, and buy a midfielder of starting quality in 2021, which is a really important area of the game. We instead renewed Granite Xhaka, which, yes, Xhaka's had a very good season, and I'm one of the most big backers of, of Granite Xhaka. But if there was a chance to upgrade, which I think there was in 2021, we didn't do it. So, you know, he has made things that I would criticise, but you're right. We have done a lot of good things, you know, in the last two uh, summer windows. And this third summer window of Edu, I want to see that continuation of the improvement of recruitment. It's the sales department that needs to get better as well. You know, we've not sold players well enough. Yes, we've sold players like willock and Martinez for some good, for very, very good amounts of money, considering the players that they are. But also we've had to pay players off and we've allowed players to leave when maybe it wasn't that beneficial for us. Like Callum Chambers, we let leave when we had six months left on his deal for literally nothing. And he could have done us a really big favor in those final few games, especially in the running when we were without Tommy Asu and Tienian and and holding was suspended and White was, was not fit yet. So we could have really done with him. So that was a bit of a mistake. So he has made mistakes, but he's also done a lot of good things and it's about that balance as well. Um, Matt says there's a new update from the Athletic. Okay, let's have a quick check. Uh, I haven't seen anything on my feed pop up, but uh, I might just be missing it. So, a quick check. Athletic UK. Is there anything new? Oh, okay. There's a transfer update. Let's see if there's any Arsenal news that we can pick apart from this. Uh, Arsenal. No matches. There's nothing about Arsenal in here. What? I'm going mad likely to get a defensive midfielder no uh, Christian Eriksen no Garner oh that's interesting about Charlton Um, but no uh, Marcus Rashford Jadon Sancho no what is going to happen under Anthony Martial no sorry there's nothing nothing about Arsenal in here unless I'm on the wrong one but there's nothing about uh, unfortunately Arsenal on that page unless I'm looking at the wrong article but annoyingly there's nothing that's a shame um the athletic article is up which one? Oh no gunner blogs had an article sorry let me find that this is what we're doing a live show is that you have to try and find stuff <laughs> on the fly and you can't edit any of this um here we go arsenal transfers jesus and Tilleman remain the focus next week's crucial in jesus pursuit interest now from um chelsea skamaka willing to move abroad ganabri not been discussed as a target zinchenko admired but not a priority uh i will obviously be reading this and covering a lot of this in over the weekend um but there's a lot to read there from the athletic i'm not going to go and read through an entire article when i've just done 36 minutes of a show but i will make sure that i give it a read but skamaka willing to leave italy is a good thing so and as i said we talked about this yesterday we talked about the fact that he you know he came through in the psv academy um he went back to the netherlands on loan he's more willing to move abroad um so that's really um that's really strong and i like that um i I think we knew that because of what um he's done in the past but it's great to know that there's that willingness for him possibly to come to arsenal and that he is a genuine target of the club uh chelsea's interest in jesus is obviously a worry next week's in that pursuit is going to be crucial um We got hope that we get that deal done. Uh, We're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Do subscribe to get more mic drop moments and people being disproved with stats. We love it. Um, It's always a pleasure to join you. Drop a like on the channel if you've enjoyed the show and subscribe if you're indeed new around here. I'll be back uh, at six-ish. Yes, I should be back. Yes, I should be back for a 6 p.m. show. Uh, As I said, there's no show tomorrow or Sunday at 8 8 a.m. There's no 8 a.m. shows over this weekend because I'm away and working. Uh, The 8 a.m. show will return on Monday. So don't forget uh, that that is going to be the case. Don't send me messages going, where is it? Uh, (laughs) Where is the show? Because even though I tell people, people still come at me and say, where's the show? So I've told you. Oh, what's going on? Oh, why am I emergency SOSing someone? Don't do that. That was so random. Why did that happen? Did you hear that? (laughs) That was mental. My phone, just trying to contact the emergency service. The emergency services are not happy with the fact I'm not doing an 8 a.m. show, clearly. Anyway, have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy your Friday. You've earned it. Weekend's coming. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute
0: Supply 5 years or 100,000 miles whichever comes first Pro Pilot is an advanced driver assist technology driver's responsibility to stay alert drive safely and control vehicle at all times This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network Talk Sport powered by Fans